Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. This is Patrick. Just finished watching the Warriors beat the New York Knicks in New York. And I gotta say, all is right with the world for one night. The Warriors did not blow a lead in the fourth quarter. They held on and they won the game. James Wiseman and Kevon Looney and Stephen Curry all came back. Obviously, Steph just missed the one game in Charlotte, but it's great to have him. Wiseman missed watching that guy play, and Looney, that dude, solid. James Wiseman, like I said, is great to see him out there, and he just changes the dynamics of what the Warriors can do. I mean, he's just so much bigger than anyone else that they have. And for a long time when they were playing without him and it was all small ball, it was fun to see sometimes like the speed and the pace and all that stuff, but it sucked getting constantly out rebounded and bullied a little bit down low. I'd been wondering if James Wiseman was going to come back super rusty or if he was going to show that he actually did observe and learn some stuff sitting on the sideline talking to coaches, whatever. And he definitely looked like he he learned. It felt like he was a little bit more patient. He had better positioning on defense. He didn't get lost in no man's land as much as he had been doing before. It did definitely happen, but you know, maybe the game is starting to slow down for him. On offense, his jumper and his kind of post moves weren't really working for him, but the dunks, hey, that's all good. The layups showed great body control that he has always shown. That nice little uh, fast break, caught the ball from Draymond and then jump stopped and spun and laid it up. That was cool. <laughs> he has a smooth touch around the basket and that is always a good sign. The whole season, his hands have been a little bit questionable in terms of like getting rebounds or catching passes, but they look decent today. He caught a couple of tough passes. There was an alley-oop from Steph that went over his head and he reached out and he snagged it. So he's looking better in that respect. He still needs more rebounds. The dude only had two rebounds in the whole game, uh, but he only played 16 minutes and he was six for nine from the field. Didn't take any threes. Hit both free throws, which was uh, nice because I'm always like, man, this guy's a good stroke. He should be hitting a higher percentage from the charity stripe. And he had 14 points. 14 points in 16 minutes. I will <laughs> I will take that any, any night. I did notice, though, that when he was in the game, you know, like the free-flowing vibe that the Warriors offense had when he was out wasn't there as much because, of course, like he's posting up more and he's just a bigger body. When they were going completely small ball, like there were just five dudes on the perimeter and they were just having Steph like run off screens, pick and roll, going to the basket with no one in the middle. So when he's out there, that isn't there as much, but obviously like there's a trade-off, but I like it. I think, you know, he'll probably start getting a few more minutes here and there, but I think they've found a little bit of a happier medium. Seems like they're bringing him on a little bit more slowly especially now that he's coming off the bench and especially now that they have seemingly like more bodies that they could put into the lineup. I mean, now they have Wiseman, Looney, Pascal, Draymond, and even Juan Toscano Anderson. Those are all bodies that they could put into the center position at some point if need be. Looney, come on, Looney was pretty good. It was good to see him out there and he just plays really, really solidly for the most part. I mean, he looks like a grandpa when he runs sometimes. 
But him on defense playing with Draymond and Steph, that's always pretty reassuring, especially now that Wiggins and Oubre are both on decent offensive streaks. So before it was like, oh, you have Draymond, you have Looney, and you have Oubre who weren't really posing any offensive threats at the beginning. But now that Oubre has been the best shooting warrior all month, now you don't have to worry about three non-scorers, right? In the second half, though, at the beginning of the fourth quarter, Kerr went with Looney and Pascal, moving Eric Pascal to the power forward position. That got a little wonky. I felt like it clogged up the lane a little bit, which is where Eric Pascal likes to bully ball into. And honestly, Looney, because of his limitations, he's just better with Draymond and Steph because... He knows his role with them. He knows what they need him to do. And he plays within those parameters. When he's not with them, when he's playing with Pascal and the rest of the guys, it's like he can set a screen for somebody the way he sets a screen for Steph, but they're not Steph and they're not going to do what he can do with the ball in his hands. Either way, it'll be interesting to see the experiments that Kerr and the coaching staff go with from here on forward. Because now he has a better idea of who some of the guys are on his bench that weren't playing earlier in the season. And he brought Steph and Draymond into the game a couple minutes early in the fourth quarter, just around the eight-minute mark, which is certainly a sign that he is adapting and that he really, really wanted to win this game. Obviously, those guys usually come in at the six-minute mark and... I'm not saying that he's been influenced by all the clamoring from fans or whatever, but there have been questions about, hey, when a game is within reach and it's getting close, why not just go to your closers a little bit earlier? I mean, that's what baseball managers do, right? (laughs) Especially in a game that you really, really want, whether it's playoffs or something else, they bring in their closer who they usually don't want to pitch more than an inning, but if it's really important, they'll bring them out early, you know, just... Bring him in in the eighth inning and just lock it up. It's great that they got this game. It would have been bad news if they were 0-3 going into Indiana after this. So that's a positive. They are now two games above 500 again, which is like their, their sweet spot, I suppose. The Goldilocks zone, if you want to call it. All of those thoughts about coming home from this road trip, a few more games above 500 out the window. You just don't want to be in the red when you get back. They got one more game against the Indiana Pacers, one of the teams that busted out a box and one on Steph. Now that you have Wiggins and Oubre both playing well, maybe you don't see that. Or maybe you do, and hopefully Kerr has something up his sleeve to combat against that. One other thing, it was announced that the Warriors, their G League team, the Santa Cruz Warriors, signed Jacob Evans. I don't know what the terms are or why or what, and I don't know where he had been playing And I don't know how well he'd been playing. I'm curious as to the reason. Hey, if he's been playing well, then great. Sure. You know, I would love to see it. But is he better than Jordan Poole, who apparently is playing well? I haven't seen it, but, you know, people have talked about it. And I always say I'm down on Jordan Poole. But if he gets good, hey, great. If he fulfills his potential, if they want to use him instead of Brad Wanamaker, I don't think anyone would be against that. Is Jacob Evans, does he have a more promising future than Nico Mannion? Is he better than Jeremy Lin? Is he better than Michael Mulder? 
Damian Lee? I don't think so. And who knows? Maybe they didn't sign him to eventually make the big league club again. Maybe they just wanted to give him a fresh start, which would be curious to me because I didn't think they had any kind of attachment to him. But who knows? I'm not really certain of the workings behind the G League team. Wouldn't that be something, though, if he if he ended up back with the Golden State Warriors? That would be weird, especially after what the local press, media, fans, everyone has said about him. Nothing bad, just the dude was not a very good basketball player. He didn't have a particular skill. He was never the best player in the G League. He was never even one of the better players in the G League. Anyway, there's always something new to keep us watching. That's another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick Epino, E-P-I-N-O, or at Oakland Warriors. Check us out at oaklandwarriors.com and be sure to share this podcast with your fellow Warrior fan friends. The Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Film Society. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time.